Hey everyone, I'm Dan. Welcome to the newest episode of New Nerd Normal. I will once again be this week's new, or sorry, this week's normal. I fucked that up. Let's keep going. Uh, <laughs> who who are my two co-hosts? Who just laughed? It was me, Vicky. And who will you be for this episode? I am going to be the expert in this one. New nerd the nerd in this one that's that's our i'm gonna be the nerd in this one there you go none of us know what these names are cool dan started this Uh uh-huh and then i am steven um and i'm gonna thankfully be the new one this week so i didn't have to do any homework (laughs) nice i didn't do any homework that's how confident i am about this oh all right and just a uh, heads up, anyone who listened to Vicky's episode of Character Progression can guess what the topic's going to be this week. But for anyone who didn't, Vicky, what are we covering? Uh, we are talking about Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, and I think I'll pass it on to Steven before I start to explain, to ask him what he thinks Avatar The Last Airbender is about. Oh, okay. Well, um... Just because I watched it today, uh, it, it's the plot of Frozen Two, isn't it? <laughs> okay. All right, we can all go <laughs> home. That's it. That's the whole thing. Yeah, I, just, I was watching Frozen <sighs> Two today, and I was like, "Wait a second, <laughs> this seems very much like the Avatar thing." Yeah, I also made a reference to my friend while watching Frozen Two. But listen, Avatar: The Last Airbender happened first and happened better. So okay, you both so need to, to just let it my, go. All right. Oh my gosh, we're going into the we're, unknown territory with this yeah, one. Yeah, we're throwing we're throwing Dan off of this podcast. Uh, the All co-hosts right, are now the hosts. Um. <laughs> so my rough, because I remember when I was younger, I I think I watched the first episode when I was like at my grandparents as a kid. Um, but I just I I, I don't know what it was. I just I didn't get into it because I think I was too young. Um, but I know that it's about, like, these two kids who find a boy trapped in ice, and he's, like, the last avatar who basically can control all four elements, fire, air, earth, water, and then there's four nations, and a fire, air, earth, and water, and the three of the nations are, like, kind of cool with each other. But then the Fire Nation's like, uh, no, we're going to wreck you up. Uh, and it's kind of all about their journey to, like, stop the Fire Nation. And then there's this broody guy who is always in a bad mood who's got a burnt face. And there's a flying sheep. That's what I know. Uh, Vicky, how do you do? Um, he did pretty good. Should I start with saying he's a bison? Thank you. Um, but actually you did really well. You, you know, way more about this than I knew about Kingdom Hearts. So good job. Um, let's see. Well, like my favorite side plot that becomes the major plot of the show is the thing you seem to not know much about Zuko. Um, AKA Iroh's nephew my favorite of all time um so let's see 
you got about with all the war. Um, so essentially, the Fire Nation is trying to take control of all of the nations. Um, and like you said, uh, they find Aang, who is the last Avatar, um, who had been disappeared had disappeared a hundred years ago. So they've been at war for a hundred years by the time that this show comes about, um, and they're all shockingly young. When you watch it older, when you're older, um, Katara is 12, um, who is the lady waterbender, one of the two kids you mentioned. Um, and Sokka, her brother, um, is 14, I believe, when the show begins. Um, and Aang is also like 12. Every season is dedicated to Aang. Uh, mastering another element so he starts off with water moves on to earth and then ends it with fire um he had already mastered air his home element whenever we meet him so the first thing that happened he's not only the last avatar he's also the last airbender um because the fire nation killed all of the airbenders so after he goes to Oh, which tribe is that? Oh, no. Ooh. Ooh. Welcome to my life. Moving on. Week. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. I'm just going to move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, great. I, I should probably mention I have not slept much last three days. Uh, anyway. Um, so... You mentioned Zuko, who is the angry guy with the scar. Um, he is the Fire Nation's leader son. So he's the prince of the Fire Nation, but he's been disowned um, because he spoke out of term it, during the during meeting. And his father challenged him to a duel, which did not end well, hence the, hence the scar. Um, and in order to regain his honor, he's supposed to find the Avatar because the Avatar was not proven to have died. He kind of just disappeared. And at some point, he finally gets whiff of Aang. I think he had been sailing around for a couple of years by the time that Aang actually gets out of the iceberg and is now part of the world again to for him to go find. <laughs> so the thing that you seem to know least about, like I mentioned, and my favorite part, of the series is Zuko, um, who it starts off as a side plot, um, and you see flashes of him throughout the first season, and he is pretty prominent, and they do encounter each other, but he's not nearly as prominent as he becomes. Um, it starts off with him just searching for Aang, um, and the finale of the first season, when they go to the North Pole. Oh god, how do I summarize that? Do they meet Santa? <laughs> they do not meet Santa. I'm actually not sure that I'm talking, I'm saying the right um, pole, but it's fine. <laughs> um, West Pole. So, that would have been a cool plot point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, no. Only American Dad and Teen Titans Go get to have fights against Santa. Oh, I did not know that happened on Teen Titans Go. That's a whole other episode. Uh, if if you guys if you guys have any interest, I will gladly talk about Teen Titans Go for an hour. I love oh that. Oh my show. god! <laughs> Judgment pass, but anyway, that's, that's fine. You can judge all you want. I know 
an upbeat, inspirational song about life. I like that at least Teen Titans Go knows what kind of show it is. And they oh, it has it. no, it has no question about it. The the entire, <laughs> they made a whole movie about the fact that they're not as cool as the old show. Yeah, I've seen that clip of the guy talking to them about that. Oh, like like that was an episode. They made a legit movie about it. Well, Beast Boy is life. So, anyways, fair. Uh, oh Lord. This is going to be fun to edit, Dan. I am so sorry. I'm not editing this. This is all staying in. (laughs) Oh, great. Every word of it. (laughs) So, so far what I'm gathering is that four nations uh, came to be, and three of them were cool with each other, but the fourth one was like, nah, I ain't cool with this, so I'm going to take over and try to stop you in secret ways. And then three characters had to come together to try to stop the crap that that Fire Nation was doing. And one of them is like an all-powerful being. So what I've gathered from this whole uh, breakdown is that we have the plot of Harry Potter as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess. If you really think orphan. about Harry it. Potter, but like, more not oh i don't know the death eaters can be pretty nazi-esque can't they hmm. well the well, death eaters are a symbol of uh, the nazi party well yeah That's if you're you getting at yeah um ah. solid logic actually not gonna lie um what we're saying is everything we love is all the same <laughs> everything we love is all the same that means you have no excuse not to watch Avatar Last Airbender when we're done here. I mean, I yeah, I don't have an excuse because let's <laughs> be real. So them starting to, um, trying to gain the nations. Bossing say is a, ma- a major city, um, in the Earth Nation, um, and Iroh, Zuko's uncle, uh, who actually used to be very famous general amongst the fire nation before he loses his son in battle. Um, and I'm not, I'm not going to go on to this, this because Iroh is not the main show, but he's the main show in my heart. So I won't go too far into this, but um, whenever he loses his son, he goes on his own little quest and becomes the uncle Iroh that we know in the show and love in the show. And uncle Iroh in the long run ends up being, um the glue that holds them together that he has discussions with all of them about all the things and he's a pretty equal party um he also plays a huge part um in getting zuko to basically turn coat um and in the third season zuko ends up teaching ang fire okay cuz i yeah i i i kind of knew that zuko turned good ish yeah so the uh the sky sheep ah yes yes so he's a bison and he is a spirit animal uh so there's a lot of theme in the show surrounding reincarnation and the spirit world um that ang can travel into uh and they're a spirit animal so each avatar has a spirit animal and his is appa uh, his sky bison. Hmm. 
I'm getting like a lot of different themes from different other like other stuff that I know. So that's interesting. Yeah, it takes a lot of influence from different places. Um, and some of it's pretty open. Like it's an American show, but it's very anime-esque. Well, interesting. Yeah. I saw the uh, movie. Oh, oh my God. I do remember that now. I, I, that you popped s- in my head. I have not seen the movie. I don't really remember it because I was kind of like, what's happening? But I know it was kind of about the ice, like when they found him and that kind of stuff. Um, But yeah, I remember seeing it years ago. I think I saw like the first 15 minutes. I distinctly remember starting it and never finishing it. Wow. I wonder why, why didn't people like it? It, I, it, I think it's a very good example of whenever something like that happens that the fan base of that thing does not like. Um, I think most of the time that's because it represents characters that they love poorly. Um, and that's the vibe that I got from the little bit I watched and the complaints that I've heard from the people who did finish the movie. Um, I do eventually plan on watching it, but I never, I just... I, I have very little drive to finish it, but it it just represents the characters that we grew up with very poorly. Hmm. Now, isn't Netflix coming out with something? I swear yeah. I read something. They are. Um, I'm hopeful because uh, Netflix has proven itself before, but I'm hoping dearly for a Stranger Things and not a, well, not a Stranger Things vibe, but a, a something successful as Stranger Things versus something like, you know, Death Note. Um, okay. So we'll see which direction they go that time. Uh, my next question is, who the hell is Cora? <laughs> Cora, Cora is a whole other show so Korra like I said there's a theme of reincarnation the avatar is a reincarnation um so Korra is the reincarnation after Aang dies um so the the epilogue we have a pretty solid epilogue both within Korra as well as the comic books that came out after Avatar the Last Airbender um and Aang lives for a very long time um but whenever he and peacefully dies um after he dies he reincarnates into Korra um and Korra I have not seen so can't help with that one uh I saw the first season I know I know I get a lot of slack for it um I've seen the first season of it and it never glued to me um I don't know what charm was missing for me, but I would love to retry it, and I just haven't yet. Um, mm. But that's that's that. I mostly have explored what we've learned in Korra about the epilogue of Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, okay. So that takes place... There's, like, more depth of, like, year, um, but it's kind of like a steampunky vibe, so, like, that kind of era. Um but they have a whole other war that has nothing to do with firebenders. <laughs> okay. And then who, so who is the boy and the girl that are with him? The boy and the girl that are with him. Like with Tom? Aang. The blind one? 
No. So at the beginning, because I remember it kind of. Um, oh, that was Sokka and Katara, the um, waterbender and her brother that found him. So Sokka is the girl? No. Sokka's her brother. He cannot bend at all. Um, he famously has his boomerang, um, and he is very good with his boomerang. Um, and in the same way that Katara teaches Aang water, even though she is not a master. Um, so she kind of starts the process of mastering water with him. She just happens to be a natural. He also learns from some other benders that they meet along the way, but her, his major teacher is her. Um, Sokka, similarly, doesn't bend, but throughout the show, you see him get better and better at combat. He takes after his dad, who's a famous soldier in their water tribe. Okay, because I remember I had a crush on him for like a second. That's fair. His his first girlfriend turns into the moon, so. Oh wow! Yeah, that's, that's yep. That's the finale of the the first the first season is is everything that leads up to her turning into the moon. Um, but again, first season water, second season Earth. Who Toph? Another favorite that I guess I completely skipped over. Um, she is the little blind girl that is with them. Um, who is a complete badass. Um, she has mastered Earth completely um, without her parents' knowledge. Uh, she's just been behind their back because they're very protective because she's always been disabled and they haven't given her the chance to even really live um, behind their back. She's been learning and fighting and became a very famous underground fighter um in the earth kingdom uh and she leaves her parents for her freedom and goes with Aang and teaches Aang earthbending and she sticks around for the rest of the show um all the way up until the last th- end of the third season as well okay and she's actually in Korra throughout the ma- throughout some major parts of the second season of it I believe yeah, I've heard a lot about her in Korra. Just because Earthbenders live so long, so even though most of the other characters we know from the time period of Avatar The Last Airbender are dead, she's still alive just as a very old woman. Her daughter is a pretty major part of that show as well, isn't she? Yeah. Hmm. Well, now I have a true test for you. Um... Which nation do you think, based on, because you're the expert, that you know, would you want to live in based on, like, aesthetics and personality types and that kind of stuff? And then on top of that, knowing me and Dan, which nation would you think we would live in and why? All right. Question question before she answers this. Are we benders in that nation or are we just regular people living there? I mean, whatever is a more interesting answer. <laughs> I mean, probably benders, but there's a lot of non-benders within the show. Suki is another one. I would say benders. I would say benders. Okay. Um, well, I've... Similarly to the way that people sort themselves in Hogwarts houses, 
uh, people within the Avatar fandom normally claim an element. Mine is fire, mostly because Iroh. Um, and in firebending, Iroh has discovered different ways that he can incorporate other, not other elements, but other elements' strategies into firebending. And I love that, and that fascinates me. And also, they got a, a good little spooky aesthetic that I'm into. Um, Dan, stuck between... I mean, the airbenders are all essentially monks. And I can't see that for Dan. But I think that's his element. Kind of looks just like a monk. Bald? <laughs> I was gonna say, it might just like be because monk. you're bald, I'm not going to lie. At least you're being honest. Uh, I can see you pin an arrow on your head. <laughs> Steven, I don't want to put you in fire with me. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Vicky, you know where I belong. Uh, well, he's definitely not a waterbender. He's definitely not an earthbender. Yeah, you're a firebender with me. Damn straight. And I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) So within the different elements, there are um, different side. Famously, the creepiest episode of the show, and one that I believe, I don't know if they cut airing or if they... Why is it singing? Singing? (laughs) What about singing? Okay. My face just clicked on TikTok. And I heard rapping. So you didn't lose me. I just stopped talking because I was trying to figure out who was rapping. Oh. Was it your dad? It I hope not, but you never know in this house. I mean, I'll just ask this. Have you ever seen your dad and post Malone in the same place at the same time? <laughs> no, I can't say I have. Boom. I re- I really hope your dad is post Malone. We, I don't. Oof. Did he get a tattoo of a mace on the side of his face on New no. Year's? I, you know a lot about post Malone, apparently. I watched the the Rockin' New Year's Eve special, and he had a new tattoo on his face that they wouldn't <laughs> stop talking about. <laughs> Fun fact, everyone, Vicky's father is Post Malone, and her mother is Cardi B, so. That explains why Vicky always goes, oh, (laughs) (laughs) It's in my blood. (laughs) Can you give us us one, Vicky? Can you give us an oh, Oh, (laughs) that sounded like a Pokemon. (laughs) My favorite thing she's done recently was a video (laughs) that came out and she's like going, coronavirus, coronavirus. (laughs) True. Vicky, your mom has some great Instagram videos. Oh my lord. So, I'm fire. You're fire. Dan's the odd one out. Yeah. So then... Given what you said about, like, kind of the connections to Hogwarts, I'm curious which Hogwarts house corresponds with which nation. 
I've definitely oh. thought about this before and have definitely done this before. Okay, I'll tell you what fire is. Gryffindor fire. Whoa, whoa. What? Excuse <laughs> me? Earth Slytherin. Um, not just because they're green. Um, what? Fire's the bad I, guys. I, Wouldn't they be Slytherin? They have a bad leader they're, who they're following. Leader, they're not... Yeah. They're, they're Germany. Like, Hitler was a dick, but now... <laughs> but now, like, the the new woman whose name I'm forgetting seems cool. Yeah, ger- Germans aren't the issue. Certain Germans... Certain Germans and Hitler were the issue. <laughs> well, this is the only time I'm going to let you lump me into Gryffindor. Ugh, anyways... I I also I screwed up. I think probably air Hufflepuff, um, water Ravenclaw. But I feel very strongly that Earth is Slytherin and Gryffindor is fire. So I think air would be Ravenclaw. I'm just going off aesthetics here. <laughs> I think that's fly. where my brain went was like aesthetics, but water because they have a very they each of them have different cultures. Um, and I've heard this compared to, like, grouping them into very broad racial sectors, but I don't really know if that was the intention. But they all do have their own unique culture and vibe. Um, earthbenders can be very brass, and I mean, like, they're, they're like rocks, they're like earth. Waterbenders are very graceful, um, and many of them are very wise. So that's why I would I would sort that that way. Okay. Now, what character would you say fits you the best? Because I guess well, I guess you did this in character progression, but I haven't. Did, did this did this podcast just become a BuzzFeed quiz? Yes. Ne- Next is what type of cheese are you? <laughs> Which Avatar the Last Airbender food are you? That's that uh, after cheese. I want to know what cheese you are, Vicky. Mozzarella. Very pale. Oh, Basic. I'm blue cheese. Ew. <laughs> blue cheese is good on salad. Blue well, Dan, what gonna, cheese are you? You know why? I mean, I'm obviously, Gruyere. Oh, okay. That's fucking fancy. He had to be the Edgelord over here. Pull out some. Edgelord cheese is clearly Monster. <laughs> Edgelord so, cheese. It's like, ah, I'm so. My inside is all light and creamy, but my outside's dark and orange. That's my new favorite insult. Edgelord cheese. Sounds like my love life. Why are you blue cheese? Why am I blue cheese? Because it's such a Gouda cheese. (laughs) Thank you, everyone. I'll be here all week. All right. Well, so I don't know what character I am, but Steven is clear. That's that's actually true. You know what? Oh my gosh. I'll have plenty of time to watch Avatar, actually. Oh, yeah. I will send you links to completely legal. Oh, be careful what you streaming say. Streaming services. 
<laughs> she said legal. I said uh, legal. Oh, uh-huh. okay. Yeah, this totally legal site called Pirate Bay. <laughs> well, I think pirates are involved. I'm definitely in. I love pirates. <laughs> there are there's briefly pirates in Avatar: The Last Airbender. They're not very piratey pirates, but they are pirates. What is what defines a pirate? <laughs> it, I, they do piratey things. They just don't, you know. They're not Jack Sparrow. Okay. So you got to answer my, my question. Oh, I'm still supposed to be someone, huh? Um. Well, well no, you just didn't define what pi- You just what defines a pirate? Well, they do piratey things. <laughs> That defines a pirate. <laughs> There's a lot of different types um, of pirates. So they... Uh, so there is a specific role in which Katara learns a significant amount of her own waterbending from. Uh, but she steals the role um, from a shop that they walked into that was on a boat that turned out to be pirates that had stolen a bunch of things. And they're literally in that episode. They chase them down at some point, um, trying to get the scroll back because it's like a rare, one of a kind thing. But yeah, that's, that's that's it. They they they're like more like real life pirates, where like they're doing piratey things and stealing things and reselling them and whatever. Okay, cool. Yeah. Pirates. Yeah, Sokka makes a lot of jokes about them being pirates. And with the mention of Korra, I just looked up. Because Korra kind of branches off with the types of bending even more with them, people starting to master some of the offshoots of styles. Yes, um, I was. I started to get there, and we got sidetracked. All right, so before I kind of, I got a list going, but before I get into it, Vicky, what am I talking about right now? Okay, so similarly, the way that elements work together to create other things. Um, in real life. Uh, the major one in Avatar The Last Airbender, well, there's two major ones. Um, one is Lightning, um, which uh, Zuko's sister, which we have not even covered, but Zuko eventually, uh, the Fire Lord, gives up on Zuko finding the Avatar and sends Azula, his sister, out with her two best little besties. Um, and they are much, much more sinister uh than Zuko ever was or could be. Um, and Azula is essentially just absolutely insane. Um, but she can control lightning, and that's a branch off of fire. Um, another famous episode from Avatar Last Airbender is the it's it's famously the creepy one where they at some point stopped playing it so often because uh Katara makes friends um, with this dear, sweet little old lady who is teaching her waterbending um, and then forces her, lures her out into the wood and forces her to learn bloodbending um, because there is water in the body. Um, and because of that, you can control people by bending their blood. So Katara eventually learns bloodbending and basically because she was forced to. And then Toph... Uh, actually creates metal bending, um, which is a branch off of earth bending. So there are lots of them, which 
I'm sure Dan will be able to name much better with the list in front of him than I can, but those are the ones that appear in Avatar Last Airbender. Yeah, they end up getting super deep. Um, so the specific ones that waterbenders can learn are the blood bending, like you mentioned, and then spirit bending, which mm-hmm. allows the users to instill balance within their spirit. It's an offshoot of the healing that waterbenders can do. Uh, earthbenders, along with the metal bending, can also do lava bending. It's exactly what it sounds like. (laughs) Firebenders can do combustion bending, which is basically uh, superheating things to the point of exploding telekinetically. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the lightning, like you mentioned before. And airbenders can't do shit. Correct. In Korra, they're kind of focused on, like, trying to make airbenders a thing again. Yeah, they can fly and they can do, like, astral projection, but none of them are actually, like, different bending styles. I mean, flying's pretty cool, though. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, this is true. I can't remember at the end of Korra. I knew this at some point because it was in the comics. At the end of Korra, they discover a certain amount of airbenders but that's a whole trail bloodbending though kid shows am i right <laughs> yeah that was real dark uh she basically in order to like be able to ensure her friend's safety is how she ends up forcing her to bloodbend interesting vicky can you tell steven because i think he's got a good sense of like the world the characters and the abilities and with Aang learning the other like bending styles. But what happens when Aang really needs to step it up? Like, can you tell him about the avatar state? Yeah, we didn't even get here. So Oh wait, um, is this when he gets all glowy? Yes. So eight Mac um it is essentially all of the avatars of the past taking control of what is happening and he goes into the avatar state um and on occasion he other avatars have actually spoken through him in the avatar state um but is when he is at his most powerful and even if he has not mastered that element he can he can use it way better than he could in real life it is very spiritually connected Um, At some point in the show, he loses the ability to go into the Avatar state, and it's a huge danger because there has been multiple times where there for sure was no other way out of that situation than for him to have gone into the Avatar state. Um, And when he fights the Fire Lord at the end of the third season, which is what the whole thing is leading up to, is him mastering the element so that he can fight the Fire Lord, he is not able to go into the Avatar state at that time. Um, I believe he regains it at some point in between Avatar and Korra, but probably don't quote me on that. Well, now I gotta know. Well, we gotta give you something well, to keep an eye out for by watching the show. Yeah. Didn't do that homework, so there yeah. you go. Well, you've given me a good idea of what it is, and I actually think that I would be interested in it. 
All right, so Vicky, anything else that he should know about the show to really get an idea of what's going on? Hmm, not really. I mean, just a lot of complex characters um, dealing with a lot of trauma is the summary. Wow, sounds like my cup of tea right now. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. I thought that would that would give you something to sink your teeth into. Do you have any remaining questions? No, not really. I think I've got a rough idea of what it is. And I'm glad to know that some of what I knew of it was correct. Um, Also glad to know that I'm in the Fire Nation. (laughs) Um, Because I'm a little bad boy. You mean by bad boy, you mean Gryffindor. I am not a Gryffindor. And don't you let me in that house. And I could talk for days on problems of the Gryffindors. We would... Wow. Um, I know why me and Steven fight now. Okay, well, I will... I mean, this is not about Avatar, but I will say this. That (laughs) statistically, people think that Slytherin is, like, the ones that everybody... Like, all the Harry Potter fandom does not like. But it's actually the Gryffindors. Because fans think most fans who aren't Gryffindors think that the Gryffindors are kind of the ones who are like the cocky group where it's like okay well you're just going to run into danger every single time and most of the time you get lucky and that kind of happens with Harry a lot like he gets lucky and and you know he's got and he happens to have two other people who probably would have been put in other houses but because they were going to do some great things. They got put into Gryffindor. So, and they say his butt, basically. I have retorts, but they're going to make you angry. And then we're never going to get back to this podcast. Well, now we've just opened another door to another episode. All right. So then here's what we're going to do. In 10 seconds, you two are going to have exactly three minutes to discuss this. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> I'm cutting you off exactly at three. All right. One, Vicky retorts, go. Okay. So the Harry Potter fandom, the, they can be very edgelordy. And the edgelordy thing to be would not be, hey, let's hate the Slytherins that have all these examples of like bad people. You know, let's instead, oh, the main characters are part of this house. And so, like, people who kind of know about Harry Potter like to sort themselves into this house. And because of that, we hate Gryffindor. So we're going to try to find a good reason to hate Gryffindor. Um, not true at all, because the Gryffindors are the ones that cause problems every single year. The, every year, the Slytherins and the Hufflepuffs and Ravenclaws, they're just coming to school. They're just coming to learn stuff. And then all of a sudden, Harry Potter has to have a problem and cause chaos. And so no one gets anything done because there's always something going on and it always comes back to Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter gets into trouble because Voldemort makes him get into trouble. And you know what Voldemort was? A Slytherin. Well, I can't believe you just spoke his name. It's he who must not be named. Be careful. Um, Anyways, and uh, granted, uh, Slytherin, I mean, he he just wanted to rise to power. That's all he wanted. Okay. Yeah, it's and not... most people in history, we already talked about Hitler once once this episode. Every, all, all the people in history that wanted to rise to power have created war. Okay, and one, he created... bad, one bad person. You got one bad person who came out of Slytherin. But you know what? You've got I'm Peter Pettigrew. I am not saying all Slytherins are bad. 
I'm just saying that people want to hate on Gryffindor because it makes them cool. It's the cool thing to do. I think it's because there wasn't a fair um, divide in the years of winning house cups. Like, yeah, they can win one year because they did some cool stuff, but then the other years, the other houses should have won. And granted, I have a lot of questions to why Ravenclaw doesn't win every single year if they're the smartest house and should be answering all the questions. I mean, yeah, fair. But, like, also, there was way more important things going on. Like, arguably, it was way more important for Dumbledore to try to give little of 12-year-old Harry Potter some hope by giving him that house cup. Oh, I mean, but we could go into how Dumbledore used Harry and treated him like a No, Dumbledore is a terrible person. We can agree on that. Yeah, he's not a good person. So therefore, I think a lot of things... And granted, Dumbledore knew almost everything that was going to happen, and then he didn't say anything. He just kind of let things play out and s- sort of saw what you... He was just like, oh, let's see what happens. When a lot of stuff could have been fixed if he would have just been more honest with Harry. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, now we're going on a different tangent than what Griffin... Yeah, that's a different tangent. That's the one we agree on. Yeah, yeah, I just have to say, like, I let this go longer than the three minutes, but I just really appreciate the fact that by the end of it, you two found common ground in the topic of Dumbledore's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, proposition. Every episode now, three-minute argument. I'm, oh. I'm good with this. Three-minute oh. argument about anything, nerdum. That would be fun, I yeah we could go crazy on that one yeah i'm in uh let's do it uh but all right before we sign off and give the teaser for next episode anything else either of you want to add or any other questions from steven no i don't have any more questions uh only thing i'll add is wash your damn hands (laughs) that's it wash your damn hands wash your damn hands wash water bend your damn hands with some soap yeah i mean water bending's based off of tai chi so if you turn the water on and put soap in them you could pretty much just wash your hands just by doing water bending towards the faucet it would yeah. take a very long time but you could like i said dan water bend with soap this gives you a reason now to practice your water bending skills every single day it's true. But I'm a firebender. Then wash your hands in fire. It'll do the same thing. Then, then, move, <laughs> then move somewhere where fracking's a thing. There you go. Where what's a thing? Fracking? What the heck is fracking? Oh, no. When they drill for natural gas and it ends up getting in the water supply. And then you can basically light your uh, water from your faucet on fire. There's more to it than that, but that's the most fun way to put it fracking just sounds like a dirty term i'm just gonna say it yeah it, it yeah gets it gets a little dark things in water oh no but all right so next episode i'm going to be the nerd and my terrible teaser is quite simply girl goes up girl goes down and then girl tries to get back up again she gets knocked down but she gets up again you're never going to keep her down Oh, interesting. You lost me.
Yeah, I could I I could have thought of one thing, but I I I know it's not that. <laughs> was it Chumbawamba? Because that's what I was referencing. No, that the what you were singing made me think of um, a video game. Uh, oh my god, why am I blanking on it now? It's about a girl who flies and she uses gravity. Gravity, gravity. No, it's something oh. gravity. Um. Oh no. I know this game too. And she has a cat. Oh wait, I know what you're talking about. Also, uh, shit. Hold on. Um, She's we gotta figure this. We gotta She's figure got... this out while somebody screams at their phone while listening to this. Oh yeah, Gra- phone's real angry right now. Gravity like rush. Gravity, gravity rush. I was close. There you go. Um. So, it is not that. I hope everyone realizes that me not knowing the name means that's not what I'm covering. <laughs> Meanwhile, some like PSP enthusiast is getting super pissed off. Like, how do they not know? But you'll find out next week. Same time, same place. Yes. Uh, but so, signing off. Bye, everybody. Bye. Yeah.